The countdown is on. This Wellness Couch podcast proudly brought to you by the Wellness Summit, August 17 and 18 in Melbourne, featuring the hottest topics in wellness, 5G, activism, fats, fasting, gut health, hormones, longevity, mindset, spirituality, and more. Join over 600 like-minded wellness enthusiasts, go into the draw to win over $10,000 in prizes, access the coolest wellness exhibition in town, and more. Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. Welcome to Homebase Hope, all about autism, the show that invites you to think differently, inspires you to take a whole child approach, and most of all, instills hope when it comes to your child and autism. I'm your host, Rhiannon Crisp, from homebasehope.com.au. Let's get into it. Hey guys, and welcome back. Today we are talking all about how to calm the chaos at home. And I'm pretty sure this is going to be valuable to any parent who's listening into this because we've all experienced the craziness at home and those out of control moments. And our lives have just become so busy these days, particularly if you have a child with special needs. So today we are talking to Sharon Collin. Sharon is an ADHD coach and mother to three boys and the founder of The Functional Family. Both her husband and her eldest son have severe ADHD. Sharon is passionate about helping parents create home environments that are functional and joyful by streamlining the day-to-day tasks with innovative systems and routines so that you can get back to the important things in life like enjoying your kids. Welcome, Sharon. Hi, welcome. Thank you so much for having me here. Absolute pleasure. Now, Sharon, we always start with um, a bit of a backstory and rewind the clock a little bit just so we can find out a bit about your story and how your journey began. Okay. Uh, So I married a man who is absolutely brilliant, uh, but he has very severe ADHD. And um, I didn't really know, I had a little bit of dealings with ADHD and ADD before marrying him, but I didn't really know what that meant on a day-to-day basis and how it would be living with um, this man. (laughs) And uh, Then we went along to having three children and my eldest son has ADHD as well. We were able to identify it very early because he's exactly the same as my husband and only has those two speeds, full on or asleep. And, uh, and what, I, what I found is that um, it was really taxing on me and um, the, other, the other siblings, my other children as well, um, to live with people that are so full throttle all the time and live with such big engines. And I noticed within myself that I was very close to burning out um, and just, you know, maintaining a household, being a busy mum, working, having kids and everything like that. It was, it was very taxing. And so I set about working out a way that we could be a functional family and working out a way that we could be happy. Um, together and not letting um, their their how fast their engine revs affect my life, <laughs> you know, and, and make our household um, so chaotic, which is what it does. It brings all that energy in all the time, and uh, and I wanted to make our family calmer and more functional. And so I set about um, using procedures and looking at every instance throughout the day. What Um, was causing those moments to be chaotic or stressful for everyone in the family and then working out ways to make those moments calmer and more functional. And so then once I'd created a happy and functional family, I wanted to help other families and uh, that's why the functional family was born. Mm, Awesome. And you talk about um, 
wanting to create this karma home environment, what did home life actually look like before you set out on <laughs> looking into all these routines and rituals? What Can you give us a snapshot of what life actually looked like? Okay, so uh, my husband, if you, for people that, would, uh, that know him, uh, know how full-on he is, you know. So he'll be walking through a room and then just go, this wall's got to come down and demolish a wall while you're just walking past with no, yeah, you know, he's just, he's just full throttle all the time, climbing up on the roof, uh, very, very active, um, always 100 miles a minute. And my son is not much different. He is 1,000 miles a minute. And, um, and it can get quite... Um, chaotic and it can be quite aggressive in certain certain circumstances between the siblings um and it's just a, it was a full-on life and uh you know it's chaotic being a mum generally um but when you add um these high intensity people or people with special needs that need extra attention it can be quite taxing uh so there's lots of glass smashing lots of climbing on things lots of um negotiating uh, and uh, it was just chaos, really. Um, you know, it takes impossible to get the kids out of the house, um, ready for school, uh, impossible to get them to do what I'm asking them to do. Uh, so I really wanted to to create a way of making that more functional. It took 10 years of research and trialling and, er- and, and, and trial and error, working out what works best for our family. Mm. And I bet there are so many parents who are listening in right now who can totally relate, who are pulling out their hair, same thing, like every morning before they go to school, there's a meltdown or a tantrum or some sort of quote-unquote challenging behaviour and um, life can just get messy and it's hard because you find it hard to just get on top of everything and you just always feel behind the eight ball. Yes, yeah. And, I mean, that's no way to live as well. Like what I had to realise is that we've really only got one shot here in, in life and if you're not happy with how your family is or how your, run, how your house runs and if you're constantly feeling exhausted and depleted, like what kind of life is that? Like we've got to ch- take action to change the things that we're not happy with and, um, you know, we've got to learn to become functional with what, what children we've been given. You know, we've got kids that's with special needs and things. Okay, well, you know, we've got to, we've got to work out ways of, of handling that so that we can be happy together um, because, you know, you only have to go onto the Facebook groups of whatever your special needs um, child's um, or, uh, condition is and you just see parents on the edge. You know, there's, there's parents that are saying, I can't do this anymore, um, I've had enough, uh, he's pushed me to my limits, we've had this, this and this going on and, um, and that kind of lifestyle just isn't sustainable. So we've got to work out a way to be happy with what we've got. And, uh, and that's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about protecting the mums from burnout, protecting the, the primary caregiver uh, and making sure that our families function. Um, you know, because right now, and I always go on about this, but right now we're dealing with the child that's in the acute stage of the disorder. And so it might be that this child can't get their shoes on and they can't, but that in the future, if we don't teach them how to um, you know, use time management and, and get their shoes on, they could be the child, that, the adult that can't hold down a job because they can just never manage to get to work on time. So I want to give the kids the skills now so that they can be functioning adults as well. Mm, I love that. And I love two words that you just said in there and it was take action because 
That is so important because I think a lot of parents, they, they realize it. They know they're not in that happy place at the moment, but it is so hard to take that action and just to know even where to start. I know, you know, life is chaotic when we get home from a school day. You know, there's tears and tantrums as well um, and they know, but actually taking that action yeah. because that action usually means change and change is hard, change is scary, change takes effort. Um, yeah, it well, just... People often say, I just don't have time to implement that strategy, but really they don't have time not to implement that strategy because strategies and the, the procedures that we go through give you back so much time. And what I want is the time the valuable time with your kids. You know, the time where you've got, you've, you've done the dinner, you've done the washing up, the house looks okay, and you can sit down and be present with your children and read them that story. You can sit down and play, you know, Uno or whatever. You've got that time where you're not distracted and that you can actually be present with them because that's what they are, that's what they will remember, you know. And, and so we get all the mundane stuff done really, really energetically, really streamlined and give you back time to be with your kids. Mm. And, uh, and actually enjoy them. Mm. So I want to paint a bit of a picture for you. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's Monday morning and the kids don't want to get out of bed. You're rushing around panicking. You're packing lunch boxes. You're making the breakfast. You're having your shower and getting ready for work yourself. And then the kids finally drag themselves out of bed. They're fighting. One of them might refuse to eat their breakfast and the other one starts to have their own meltdown because, uh, you know, they're, their clothing doesn't feel right or the seams in their socks is irritating them. Um, all these sensory issues, um, you know, you're rushing out the door to get to the car. There's tears and complaining. You haven't eaten breakfast yet. Your hair's not even done. Um, you look around at the house. There's dishes everywhere. There's washing, you know, piled up on the, on the couch. Parents will be listening in thinking, you know, this is my reality. Um, and it's happening every day, what would you say to them? Well, I'd say that there is hope. (laughs) And so really with most of the problems that you just mentioned there, they're all predictable problems, right? We know that, you know, you you know your child well enough. You know that they have problems putting on their socks because of this. You know that they, you have, um, feel rushed in the morning because you've got to pack the lunches and the kids are trying to get your attention. And most of the problems are predictable problems. It's very rare even in the most extreme cases that um, we come across something that's completely left field. We generally, on a routine basis, we know what our kids um, get upset by. And so what we do is we analyse how we can make those problems, to, like how we can avoid those problems in the first place. So I would say that what you do the night before sets your, how, the tone of your morning. So what we do in the course is we go through and we create um, morning, evening, uh, and morning and evening routines for the parents first because it's very important that we model the correct behaviour for the kids. Um, we get the parents doing the stuff that they have to do very quickly and very efficiently. Um, things like, you know, packing the lunches the night before. Take that pressure off yourself. Do what you can the night before because we know mornings are a volatile time. We're under time pressure. So being organised and having that routine in place to get the stuff done the night before takes that pressure off the morning. Discussing, involving your kids in planning for the next day. What clothes do you need? 
Um, what after-school activities? Is it sports day? You know, talking to them about teaching them to use that part of their brain where they're thinking, okay, what am I going to need? And you're almost preparing them for, um, you know, getting dressed in the morning. So we're already having that conversation the night before and taking the pressure off. There's, there's really, it's really about anticipating problems and then working together to come up with solutions to those problems before they occur. Um, most, most problems, like, you know, mornings are, are intense for most families, um, but you, you get yourself in a routine, you get your children in a routine, and we use visual cues um, and they can laminate it and just move the paperclip down the morning. Uh, and then eventually um, what happens is they stop using so much brain power. They just know that that these are the jobs that you've got to get done in the morning and we just go through and we do them together until they can do them independently. And what I find is that um, we cue tasks together. So, so say, you know, you know to brush your teeth and you know to brush your hair and you know to put your shoes on and one job comes automatically after another. What we want to do with kids is train them to sequence jobs so that they put, they make their bed, they pull the cover up, and then they know to put their pyjamas instantly under the pillow. They know to, you know, put their shoes on. You put the socks on, then put their shoes on. So we're just queuing tasks one after the other um, so that one task flows into another and that they remember these, they remember these things. It's like, it's like little patterns of behaviour until it becomes muscle memory. And, um, you know, from the families that, that I work with, um, it's, it's really just about being consistent and um, anticipating those problems and addressing it, not, not at the time, addressing it before. Uh, and it's, it's amazing what kids can do when we give them the skills to do it. Mm. So it sounds like being proactive rather than that reactive response. Yeah, particularly yeah. if we can predict it. Yes, and, and most problems, you know, like I said, are predictable problems. So we're going to work through and anticipate what they are and address them before it happens. Mm. And my mornings, like they used to be chaos. Um, but really now I have so much more time. I've got time to sit down and do the home readers in the morning. Uh, everything's pretty much done. The morning just kind of, just kind of flows and then we're out of the, out of the door. And it's, it's a lot easier than what it was. There was so many tears before. And often by the time I got to work or the time my son got to school, we had already had enough. Um, you know, we'd used up all our energy fighting. And so, you know, and, and screaming at each other and like saying, where are your shoes? Where are you? But most of those things we could really sort out the night before. We can get the shoes. We know where they are. Just put them there. You know, we can lay things out. We can teach the kids to be self-sufficient in those, in those regards. And, um, and, you know, we can avoid a lot of those meltdowns in the morning. Mm. And so routines are really important for, the, for kids, particularly with autism, ADHD. Yes. I, I really feel like if you do nothing else, um, and, and it doesn't have to be a crazy routine, you know, every five minutes we're doing something new, just visual cues of the basic things that they need to achieve um, is really, it's really good for setting, you know, clear, we're making our expectations very clear. And, and we've got to remember that these are life skills. Getting up, eating some breakfast, brushing your teeth and getting yourself dressed is a life skill that everyone needs to learn. So we've got to help our children and give them the skills so that they can accomplish that by, by themselves. And um, it really is about being consistent and, and just having those patterns of behaviour so that they get up and do them automatically at, at some stage. And, I mean, each kid is different. They might need a little bit of extra assistance. But honestly, having those visual cues is very, very helpful for most um, special needs kids. And, and, and you know, being lots of, um, lots of praise and, and, uh, and positive things for when they get that right because it is exciting 
and uh, and we want to show them that they can do some amazing things um you know when they follow the follow the plan Mm, yeah, it can be a real confidence booster for them because they feel that they can do it and we're giving them something that they can succeed at. When they see that visual, if they don't have that visual, that they might not be able to remember what comes next and they get distracted and then there's something out the window and then there's something on TV. Um, so if we have something that they can follow, they're more likely to achieve it, achieve um, you know, whatever the goal is and then obviously have that success as well. Of course. And I mean, a lot of it is about getting the mum or the dad, whoever is the primary caregiver in their routine, because if they can get the stuff that they need to do done fast, um, you know, then they feel like they have more time and energy to give to their children. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, if we're modelling that we, that this is our time that where we're working, we're working really hard. And when we're resting, we're resting really well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we want to show the children that that is achievable and give the parents back more time. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's really, really, it's not brain surgery, it's just clever and it's just um, working uh, with each family to make sure that these processes run smoothly and efficiently. Because, you know, how many times do we start doing a job and then get distracted and then go off and do this and then so-and-so's screaming and we're going to do this, you know, like we, we could really um, streamline a lot of the stuff we do and make sure that even something as mundane as laundry and meal planning and things like that, let's get it. So it's really quick and easy. Let's automate these things and have clear procedures in place. Um, so that these things happen fast and we don't do the same job over and over again. So it's about like, you know, that whole household hold, like getting that whole household, um, to be really, really efficient. So other than the morning routine, what are other examples that you use in your house to streamline things? Uh, We go through laundry. So we don't um, wash everything every day. We have like darks and, you know, we have a laundry schedule. Um, I get the kids to take their clothes off and sort it. So they they have to choose which items are dark to put in the dark and into the baskets. Uh, We lay out clothes uh, on a Sunday night so that the whole week's clothes are organised so that there's no uh, where is my shoes, where is anything um, going on. Uh, we have a very clear expectation of what kids are responsible for which jobs, um, so something like feeding the dog. Um, you know, we have a little chart that we do that for um, to try and prompt the kids to remember to do these little life um, things that they're going to have to do. Uh, there's there's so there's lots we meal plan and we rotate a um a two weekly meal plan and we automate the shopping list so it just kind of just comes um my my aim is really to just get things um working as efficiently so i can get back some more time and uh, things like with working in with Davey and his special needs is we know that visual cues are great. So we're going to print out, we're going to have a morning, um, afternoon and evening routine. Uh, we're going to visual, um, give him a visual map in the car because we know, a car, like say, for example, the car is a really hard area for us. I've got three boys. They're all pretty active and wild. And then you put them in, the, in a confined space and it can make for a very unhappy car journey. Um, but what we learned is that if we give Xavier a visual plan of what we're doing and get him to hold the list, so I draw a circle and I say where we're going in each stop and what we need to do at each stop and then the circle goes back to home. So it's really good for an anxious child to show them that you will be returning um, home in, after we've done these things. And he holds on to that list and I pretend all the time that I'm very forgetful and so he's like the list master and he's checking everything off for for him, just giving him that responsibility and getting him to, um, you know, to 
getting him to invest in what we are doing stops him from attacking his brother um, next door to him and gives him an extra responsibility. He feels special. I feel good. um, And he's also got a very clear visual plan of what we're achieving. So he's not overwhelmed with all the different stops. Um, So there's so many little life hacks that we can do um, to make our kids relax into it a little bit more. I mean, a lot of ADHD with our work with and and, um, autism is about anxiety. They're worried about what's coming up. They're worried about looking different. And so we can take some of that worry away with routine and consistency. And it really does calm the mind if they know what's coming up. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty consistent. Every day we do these things because it's what we have to do to survive. We have to get up to get dressed. We have to eat. And, you know, doing them in the same order can really relax an anxious brain. It's, it's you know, they're not dedicating so much brain space to getting these things done. They just kind of happen automatically. Um, mm. and frees up a lot of the brain space for creative things and, and, um, and gives them a little bit more energy back as well. Mm, absolutely. And I think even as parents, you know, it's the decision fatigue we're faced with every day. You know, what are the kids going to have for breakfast? What am I having for breakfast? You know, just those little things. But like you said, if it's automated and we decide the night before what you're having for breakfast and they know yep. so there's that less anxiety in the morning, you know, we're not rushing around asking, okay, what are you having for breakfast while they're trying to get dressed? Yeah, and they're yelling out, where are my shoes? Yeah, I don't know where the shoes are. Are they in the car? I don't know. Like we've already thought of that. It's, you don't have to dedicate any brain space to that. We know what we're having the whole week in advance. You know, mm-hmm. we're only going to the shops once. I'm not taking my kids into the shops at all because I know it's not a happy place for any of us. So I'm ordering everything online. It's getting autumn. It's done. Like I don't have to go in there. I get, I get that. I don't want to spend those two hours of my life doing that. I'd rather do something else. So um, there's so many things that we can do, but we just don't because we're in the habit of pedaling and moving and we're, and then we're, we're not thinking about things in a, like a procedure and a home is, you can run it like a business. It's, it's, it's running like with procedures. And then it, once you get the boring stuff done, you've got more time for the cool stuff, like the playing in the backyard and getting your shoes off and going to the beach and, you know, and doing the, doing the fun stuff, that stuff that your kids will remember. Um, but too many people get bogged down in the everyday stuff. They're like bogged down with the laundry. And we know that when your house is, is a mess and chaotic, like it causes anxiety, it causes everyone anxiety. Um, and there's been lots of studies about having like how minimalism helps uh, anxiety. And you know, you know yourself when you walk into a room that's like there's stuff everywhere, how you feel versus when you walk into a room that's like nice and clear and clean. And, you know, you, so your kids would feel that too, right? So you want to make sure that your home is like a little bit of a sanctuary and it's, it's nice and clear and you've got stuff you're feeling pretty under control with things and, you know, and, and you're, you're happy to be home. It's not just another job that you've got to do. Uh, so that's, you know, where there's so many cool little hacks that we can do to make sure that people are doing these things effectively and not wasting time on the boring stuff. Mm. So how can parents who are in this current state of um, chaos, how can they, where do they start and how do they develop the resilience to keep on keeping on and pushing through these tough times? What did you find, found, what did you, what worked for you? I guess um, with resilience, I mean, most parents have it in them because they just love their children, right? Like we all want the best, um, you know, for our kids and we all want to have a happy family. But a lot of the time we're just too busy running around in that little mouse thing, you know, to actually um, stop and take a look at our lives from uh, from a third party perspective, you know. And 
So I guess what I would say is write down the things that you have to do every day. That's what I would do. I'd just write down, okay, this is, these are the steps that I have to do to get out of the house successfully in the morning. Um, and have a look at them. You know, am I doing them in the right order? Do I have to do that every day? Could this be a better system? Like, could I do this once a week? Could I get so-and-so to help me with this? You know, there's, there's just having a look at it um, is, a great, is a great way of analysing as a first step of, you know, is the goals I set for myself achievable? You know, how am I using my time? Um, and when am I most productive? Am I most productive in the morning or am I most productive in the evening? Um, you know, am I too exhausted at this point to get that done? You know, so lots of questions. Just I, I would list it out and then have a look at um, have a have a look at streamlining those procedures. I mean, I guess for resilience, what I would say is that you know that there's all the, always those beautiful moments that you hold on to, like your child's giggle or when they say something really inappropriate and everyone laughs and like you know like there's the, there's little moments which I remember. That I, when the times are tough and uh, things are really chaotic, that you just hold on to those beautiful little moments with your child, the ones that are, um, you know, your favourite, that smile, that little giggle, um, and that let that power you on. I mean, it's no good to live just surviving. I, I, can't, I can't handle how many mothers are just surviving each day. If there has to be a better way of um, getting this, you know, home and work and children life balance um, going on so that we don't burn ourselves out. Because if we do burn ourselves out, we're no good to anyone. We're no good to our kids um, and we won't be able to help them and give them all the attention that they require as well. Mm. And it is so common, like you said, in the Facebook groups and um, just in all the online communities, how many parents are just putting up their hands saying, I'm not coping right now. Um, and very vulnerably, vulnerably sharing their stories with everyone. Um, and it is, it's heartbreaking to see. Yeah, it is, it is. And, I mean, we have to make the best of the life that we've been given, right? And um, just surviving it, it's just, it's exhausting. Like, mm. yeah. So, so what I want to encourage parents to do is to have a look at um, what their child's skills are, how can we set our family up for success? you know, and, and how can we get the stuff that we need done, done, done quickly and efficiently and then yeah. enjoy the good times, enjoy mm -hmm. the down times with our, with our kids. Absolutely. And it looks different for every family because every family has different rituals, different routines, yep. different things that they prioritise as important. So it's working out what works for you and your family. Of course, of course, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your Coming the Chaos course so we can get an understanding of what, what it's all about. Uh, so the Calming the Chaos course is our course that was that mainly is targeted for ADHD, ADD, anxiety and behaviourally challenged um, children, well, parents that have those uh, children with that uh, condition. Uh, but really it works for every family. It's, it's, it's not, um, you know, exclusive to those uh, conditions. But that's just what I want to focus on because that's what we're dealing with in our house as well. Um, so it's a six-week online course that steps the parents through everything. We just go through a, a, what I want to do is I don't want to overwhelm these parents, so we're just doing a little bit each day. So we get an email or a little video 
um, that goes for a couple of minutes and then we do a little action step each day. And we know that lots of little steps lead up to these big, beautiful changes. And so we just slowly start tweaking everything, you know, and how the family runs and looking at um, different procedures and uh, just, just tweaking little little bits. We get the, ki- we get the parents... Um, you know, operating with good routines and task lists. Then we get the child um, when we start tackling all those little bits and pieces and we look at how to talk to the school. Uh, we interview some teachers, we interview some pediatricians and we interview uh, an occupational therapist as well. And we go through um, just little tweaks and then um, at the end we know uh, from the people that have gone through the course how much of a big difference it makes in their lives. And um, you know, the feedback that we've been getting has been amazing and it makes me so so happy because this is my passion project um, and this is what I really feel like this is not the, this is the area that people just don't get support in. So we go in to the paediatrician, we get this big diagnosis and, and then what? You know, there's a lot about treating the child, um, but how do we treat the whole family? Like how do we help that whole family? Um, so that's the bit that I'm passionate about and that's the bit that the course addresses. So it's the really practical everyday stuff. How do you get your kid out of the door for school? How do you um, plan for after-school activities? How do you um, align friendships if your child's having trouble making some friends? Uh, lots of all that practical stuff that you'd come up against when you are the primary caregiver. Mm, I absolutely love it, Sharon, because... What I do as an OT is, so I don't work in a clinic. I have a mobile business uh, where I will go into families' homes and I get to see what everyday life is. I get to see Mm. their rituals and their routines. And it's such a privilege because you don't get that opportunity in a clinic space. You have no idea what's going on behind closed doors. Um, But when you walk into the house, you you get such a richness of information Mm. and home is where the magic happens. And this is why I created Home Base Hope because Home Base is where, um, this is where everything stems from. If we can get that home, like you said, functioning well, if there's joy brought back to the home, you know, so much other beautiful things can stem from that. Um, So, so important looking at all those different domains. So I think it's a fabulous course and I really think parents should be having a look at it and seeing whether, um, yeah, it's, the time is right for them to start taking that action. I, you know, I think it's something that is so powerful, like you said, it's to, to calm and ease when they're, hand, um, you know, when they're dealing with their kids and, and enjoy their children because they're not going to be uh, little forever and, um, and we've, got to gi- we've got to give them the skills and, and, um, and, and also be able to have some fun with our kids. It can't all be that drudgery of you know, mundane stuff. So I want to get that stuff done quickly and give them back time. Um, and, I mean, you see when, you know, it has such a big knock-on effect when the mother feels capable and she feels like she or the mother or the father, whoever the primary caregiver, if, if they feel like they're on top of things and they feel like they're, they're kicking some goals, you know, you watch how much more eye contact they give to that child you know, if you've got a mum who's constantly distracted, who doesn't feel like she's succeeding, she turns her head away. Like she, all, she the, the eye contact is, is minimal. But if you've got a, a mother who feels like she's succeeding a little bit and kicking some goals and getting stuff done, she is actively more present. She gives the child more eye contact. 
Um, there's a lot more opportunity for praise if she feels like she's doing well. Um, you know, she will give, uh, praise the child more. Like it has this beautiful flow-on effect to our children as well. Uh, and it's all just simple. Like it's, you know, we're all living, you know, we all have to do this um, household stuff and, uh, and we can work out ways to make it more, it, it, make it easier for parents. Mm. And it's such an energy shift. Like what you were just explaining is just this energy shift, isn't it? Mm. From being down and overwhelmed and not coping to feeling on top of it and, and starting to kick some of those goals. Yes, yes. You right. need more, more smiles, I say. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So let's head to the five rapid-fire questions. Mm. All righty, number one, what is one habit that parents can implement today? Do what you can the night before. That's my, I love, I am such a big advocate of this. So what you do the night before sets the tone for the morning. Do what you can the night before. Don't worry about sitting down, putting on Netflix yet. Just spend 20 minutes and that's, you know, like all it takes, but getting stuff ready for the night, for the, for the next day. So pack your lunches, fill your drink bottles, lay out your clothes, do what you can, get it sorted, have a, have a look at your calendar. What do you need to do the next day? Spend a couple of minutes planning that out because the next morning you will have a little bit more calm and it starts the day in a nice way. And, uh, and you can feel that flow that, that um, comes from being a little bit organised. Awesome. Number two, what do people never ask you that you wish they did? Oh, what's the best part of having a special needs child? I, I'm so sick of all the negative when it comes to, like, especially with ADHD, which is what I deal with all the time. Uh, I'm, I, I don't want to hear any more negatives because it is a superpower and special needs can be the best things ever. Um, so I want to hear about the positives. What are your child? What does your child do well? Everyone has a thing. What's your child's thing? You know, what 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 are their passions? What are the you know like I, I know my husband struggles with uh, living with his ADHD, right? But the same instance, he can build a truck with his eyes closed with no manual. You know, like he's got they've got gifts. Every child's got a gift, and it's just about supporting your child to find theirs. And so I love I love when people come with the positives of their special needs because. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's, you know, we've, we've got to be able to show our children that they can do some amazing things uh, and we've got to support them through that. And mm. Focusing on what they can't do is, is not going to help anyone. We want to focus on what they can do. I love that. And I can feel your energy through the screen here. <laughs> um, perfect. Okay, number three, what book would you recommend all parents read? Oh, now this one, I uh, I, I know that pe I, people will probably say like the Explosive Child by Green or whatever, but I'm going to go for something a bit left field. I'm going to change the parents' mindset. So I would say don't read it, but listen to it on Audible. There's a 30-day free trial. Uh, listen to What I Know For Sure by Oprah Winfrey. And the reason I say listen to it is because she narrates it herself. And the reason that I uh, recommend this book is because I, it makes you feel so grateful for your life that you have and it makes you feel, um, it just, it's amazing to be alive. Uh, and when you listen to her beautiful tone in your car or while you're folding the washing or doing whatever, you will feel it's like it, it will change your whole mindset and it put you, puts you in the right frame of mind to deal with uh, your special needs kids or, you know, handle any overwhelm that comes your way the closest thing to a bible that i would recommend listening to wow i haven't listened to it but i love oprah so i'll have to check it out oh it's just wonderful <laughs> 
Alrighty, number four, what is your top unfinished bucket list item? Oh, I want to see um, orcas, like killer whales in the wild. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it's a bit, bit left field, but I, I really want to see them. Okay. Um, I've, got, I've got a whole list of things, but I'm quite into, my brother owns an aquarium, so I'm quite into uh, marine life in general, uh, but I want to see that. I is that something the kids want to see? I'm sure that they wouldn't be uh, adverse to seeing that, but yeah, I'm, we're going to go see killer whales. It's, uh, awesome. So. Uh, it's interesting asking that question because you do get so many different random answers to it. <laughs> Number five, if you could only offer one piece of advice to parents, what would it be? Look after yourself first. We can't be, we're no, we're no good to anyone if we're burnt out. And, um, you know, we've, we've got to take responsibility for how we feel and how we interact with our kids. And if we're depleted and exhausted every day, we're never going to be able to do what we need to do for them. And um, I, I think that taking care of yourself is the greatest gift that you can do for your kids. If you need time out, you need to schedule that in. You need to get that time out that you need, um, you know, because if we go in constantly feeling depleted, uh, we're never going to be able to give give the kids the attention that they deserve uh and so yeah look after yourself first it's my clear um my my one thing that I would always say awesome fantastic so how can people find out more about your work how do they get onto this six-week course uh, so the website is uh, www.thefunctionalfamily.com uh, and there's information there about the Calming the Chaos course. I also do one-on-one consults um, and in Sydney, in the southern suburbs, I actually go into homes and help um, families as well tackle those little issues. Um, but, yeah, have a look at the course and, um, and feel free to email me and contact me with any queries that you have. Uh, it's really exciting, the change that we're seeing, and uh, I'm super happy and super passionate to work with all these families. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Sharon. Um, it's been such a pleasure to have you on and learn more about how you have personally helped your family go from chaos to joy and more routine and schedules and just fitting more time in your day. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in today. I really hope that parts of the episode resonated with you. But more importantly, I hope that you feel inspired to take action from home base. If there is someone who you know who would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Now, I love connecting with you all. So if you head on over to Facebook and Instagram, you can find me there. All you have to do is search home base hope. Now, if you subscribe to this podcast by heading to iTunes and hitting the subscribe button, every fortnight you will get an instant notification of the latest interview. And if you do love the show, then please leave a five-star review because this will help more people discover us and it will help us inspire more positive change in people living on the spectrum. So until next time, I encourage you to open your mind, respect the differences and above all, believe that you can make a difference from home base. See you soon, guys. The 2019 Wellness Summit is almost here. I love being at these events. They're always 
such a great positive environment. It's been really great to um, listen to like-minded people and to um, meet a few people actually. I've been to every summit and I've been to every one and I'll always keep coming. It's always inspiring. It's been a real eye-opener. We're actually signed up to go to the breakthrough now. It's very motivating. I think it's great to listen to people who are inspired. And there's always something to learn and something to take away. I think uh, for myself and giving myself that um, opportunity to, to learn. There's so much going on in life and everything that you can get distracted and forget the things that you should be doing. And this always reminds you to get back on track and, and um, to focus on the things that are important, a holistic health. Just do it, yeah. Just yeah, suck it up and do it. It's, uh, it could be life-changing, yeah. I would say it's awesome and it's the start of changing your life. Come along, see what it's about and enjoy it. It's an amazing event with like-minded, positive people and you can't help but um, walk away feeling great. Positive Mentor presents the 2019 Wellness Summit, August 17 and 18 in Melbourne. Can you afford to miss out? Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.